Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast episode of Forerunners.app. I'm Alice, this is Lizzie. Gang's all here. <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> all right, are we going to start off with our traditional quick fire questions? Always. You shoot first. All right, I'm up first. Alice, favourite party food? Cocktail frankfurts. <laughs> Alice, it's not. Oh my God, that's such a lie. Coming from a vegetarian, oh, why is that the first I thing just, that popped just your head? It just came to my mind and that's really, really bad. Okay. They're awful, everything about them. She's a repressed vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, probably fairy bread, but only if you get it within the first 30 minutes of the glad wrap coming off. I don't believe nasty. that either. I don't know. Oh, you've put me under pressure. No, I'm standing my ground. Fairy okay, bread, fine. you do allow me that. Fine, I feel like I brainwashed you there a little bit with the fairy bread. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> Um, favourite childhood movie? The Little Mermaid, 100%. I reckon oh. I could say all of the lyrics, sing all of the songs, like pretty much right now, except for I'll spare everyone because this is an audio platform, which is, That's really would nice. be quite offensive. It absolutely would be. Like we'd all be, yeah, in a lot of trouble out here because we've never heard anything, but <laughs> quite like it. Toilet paper, do you like up or down? So when you're putting it on the um, toilet paper holder, do you have the toilet paper, like the bit that you pull? Is that on the top or is it? underneath coming from under so I feel like this is a really trick question because I know that everyone says if you're like actually a domestic person and you know how to do life properly it's always over the top right Mm. but to be honest it doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned that is the least of my worries whack it on and how it comes how it lands 50 50 I knew you were going to say that and that was a trick question because I spend I feel like I spend my life Fixing it and putting it the other way. You always put it back with the, the little tail thing coming it's underneath. 50, it is 50-50, how it lands. It's so hard. It doesn't matter. All right, all right. I just, in my opinion and in my, in my experience, it is much easier to grab from when it's like like coming over the top. At least I replace it. <laughs> That's true. Oh my God. I do. If we're going to start this argument, I reckon you better buckle up. Okay, just so everyone knows, I do replace it unless I'm in a rush. When it's convenient, yep. <laughs> Next question. Um, okay, 3 p.m. Is it sweet or is it savoury hour? 3 p.m. is always <laughs> sweet hour. It's always savoury for you and it makes <laughs> no sense to me that you want to go for savoury, like proper salty miso seaweed, really salty, like quite... Wasabi peas. Yeah, <laughs> quite offensively salty flavours. And 3 p.m. is quite clearly like just the quintessential time for like, I don't know, some sort of carrot cake. Let's be honest, it's whatever you got, whatever's there. All right, okay, I didn't write these questions today. This so is comes to a little bit of a surprise to me, but do you keep the forks up or down in the dishwasher? Um, also 50-50, however they land. Mm, but they don't clean properly when they're upside down, surely. You stand from above and you shoot, you aim. I'm pretty accurate with that aspect and okay. how they land is, is definitely. So that's your domain, so yeah, I accept it. Uh, last question is dishcloth or sponge? In the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why we're getting to all these domestic questions. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of passive aggression going on here. And if we are, we are <laughs> going to have this argument, I'm feeling very confident. Yeah, but genuinely, dishcloth dish or sponge? Cloth. Sponge is nasty. Yeah, they're gross on both. They're really gross. Mm-hmm. And they also... They hold things. Um, yeah, they're always just... Yeah, they don't have that same longevity that a dishcloth would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to move swiftly along from the domestic questions and get yeah. straight into a little bit more Pilates and running-based questions. Number one list for you, pre-race snack within the hour. So like oh, the hour before. Oh, probably sesame snaps. Amazing. It's very mid-90s. Yeah, I just like it. It's a real, real sh- offensive sugar hit. So sesame snaps, the little crispy ones that come in like a little chip packet, or do you mean the ones that are like a chewy, long, skinny bar? The chip packet type. 
the like yeah. crispy ones. I reckon to be honest, anything that's like high in sugar yeah. is what I would go for. Bananas good, jelly beans are good, jam sandwich. Anything. Snaps. Didn't see it coming. That'd be my first option. Uh, what is your favorite podcast to listen to? Well, I've only ever really listened to one, which was My Therapist Ghosted Me, uh, because you got me onto it. It was pretty good. I have to say I really enjoy it. It took me a while to get it because I'm not really a podcast kind of person. I didn't really kind of understand the concept, to be honest. I was like, what are we listening to? What are we learning here? It's also because you tune out. Yeah, true, true. Um, but yeah, so I'd have to say that one. You actually have to concentrate. So this is actually a great uh, podcast. It is My Therapist Ghosted Me. There's two brilliant Irish women who is just basically back and forth, a day-to-day basis of their lives, but it has me in stitches. It's very below the belt. It's fantastic. Highly recommend um, getting on that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely more of a music person, I think, when it comes to listening to audio like while running around the house I think I'm not really a podcast but I like the idea of it I want to get into it (laughs) add it to the list um Pilates when it comes down to it would you prefer a 30 minute core class or a 30 minutes of lay down Pilates just to clarify what lay down Pilates is it is a full body Pilates class but there's no single leg stability work so it's a really great session to do if you've got like a little bit of a lower limb injury you're trying to nurse maybe like a foot ankle calf you still want to get a strength workout, but you don't want to actually stand up. Yeah, it's actually, it's deceptively hard. I think the cliche is you always think that, oh, lay down Pilates sounds quite nice and relaxing, but you still absolutely get the burn. And I'm going to be honest, both of those two style of classes are probably my favorite mm. because I do love the, the, the lay down Pilates. Mm. But I feel like, I, I, feel like I'm, I do really appreciate the core classes too. So this is a really loaded question, but I'm going to say core class. Yeah, that's always been your classic favorite. All right, at least question number four, Prince's Park, Albert Park or the 10? Tan. Wow. So confident. <laughs> it's good. It's my hood. It is your hood. It's just convenient. So you can literally roll out of bed and get straight there. All right. Number five, true or false, you have once ran with a frozen sausage in your pocket. That is absolutely true, unfortunately. Mm. And the question is- <laughs> I have no further comment on that. Did you have like a posse of dogs chasing you as you're running from destination to destination with the sausage? I thought I had all these friends, all these dogs following me. It turns out they were after something else. Okay. So just to clarify this, it was an absolute classic. I was at mum and dad's. Lisi was here. She was going to go for a run, but she wanted to finish at mum and dad's and then have dinner. Iron is incredibly important. So specifically it was a kangaroo sausage. And it wasn't quite had to clear out the freezer. Clear <laughs> out the freezer. So you ran with it, and it was like one of the little lemon pants. So it was like those side pockets. <laughs> they really <laughs> used like leg warmth to defrost it. And then you arrived at Eureka Tower, whacked on the bench, ready to go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time. Six K runs exactly what you need to get from A to B. Defrost the sausage. Just in time for dinner. <laughs> Oh, so good. So good. I remember the time, um, I was telling my Pilates class about it and they were absolutely speechless. I think I walked in halfway through the class. I think that was um, well, sausage certainly a graceful entrance. <laughs> and moving along, we had a pretty ripple weekend just gone. Great Ocean Road Running Festival. It was absolutely phenomenal. I feel like we're still kind of um, coming back to earth. It was a pretty big logistical event. Pretty exciting as well. I have to say, Al, over the past, um, how, 10 years or whatever, I've done plenty of races in my time. But for you, I've only ever seen you toe the line once before, which was the Melbourne Marathon 10K last year. So I was, like, the thing I was looking forward to more than anything for the weekend was actually watching you get out there, race, put on your race kit, your race bib, your race shoes, and get out there and have a crack and did not disappoint. That's so lovely to hear. And I feel like that is a pretty special amount of time too because at the moment you're participating, I guess, was what the plan was for the race and I was with you 
for half of it. And then um, you got a little wind of third place, which was which was fantastic. You did get a little bit excited. <laughs> no, things the plan, escalated. The plan was Lissy and I were going to go through the race. We were going to enjoy it. We were just going to sort of pace ourselves. Sure, maybe a bit of a tempo sort of load. And then knowing the both of us, we probably started pretty well. We started pretty well. And it, it, like, let's be honest, we probably should have started a little bit slower because things, I think in a race, you always do just naturally progressively get a little bit faster. So for us to really kind of do what we're supposed to be doing or what my coach really wanted me to do um, was probably, we probably should have started a little bit slower, but you know, a classic fun run, everyone goes out pretty hard and we felt like we're holding back, but the pace was still kind of on. So we got to about halfway, we're running together and it was great. We're smiling for the cameras. Everything's great. As soon as we do the turnaround, I'm counting the girls and I was like, Al, we're in fourth and fifth position. And so we see third place up ahead and I was like, oh, I reckon we can chase her down. And so it started to progressively increase the pace little by little because it was on it was downhill on the way back. So I felt pretty comfortable striding out with my hamstring. It's it's the uphill running that hurts it more than anything. So, you know, nice and cautious on the way out there and then on the way back found my stride a little bit. Turns out she was actually like two minutes ahead, but I'd sort of committed to chasing her down. And you um, got her quite easily. <laughs> it wasn't it. easy. And you had plenty of extra in the tank because approaching the finish line, not only were you high-fiving all the kids, smiling, laughing, <laughs> sort of zigzagging across the road, making it much further than what it needed to be. I feel like you could have fives. probably um, gone out a lot quicker. But it was a really nice little foray back into racing. It wasn't serious for you. It was just a really nice taste of what's to come. And I feel like, I think you surprised yourself because yeah. previously you haven't done much cross-training when you've been injured. You haven't really done, obviously really much Pilates in that regard either. And really, you could have just taken off and just done 320s the whole way, really. Yeah, and to be honest, I was actually like quite surprised about it because, like, for me, obviously, you know, I'm I'm not, like, completely ridiculous. I'm, I, I was quite composed in the way I did it. Like, I made sure that I was still running, like, very controlled. It wasn't like I just went out and tried to run as fast as I could on the way back. I was, like, still very controlled, very measured, and very much within myself. Um, but what I was really surprised about when I went back and had a look at the pace, it was a lot faster than, I mean, I've just been jogging three times a week. Um, so I was actually shocked that I was able to sort of get back to what would have been like a, quite a, a threshold pace for me. And I'm thinking back to what I've been doing over the past I had three and a half months off running and I've just been getting back and I've just got into running three times a week now. Yeah, I've done a little bit of cross training, probably how many, I would say I've done maybe a couple of bike sessions or a swim a week, like nothing that's been too nothing more than like two sessions a week that's like been really structured. Um, the thing that I've really focused on is my strength and my Pilates. And I've always been one to come back really slowly from injuries. And when I say slowly, I, I feel really unfit when I come back and I find it really hard to run uh, because I'm not a cross trainer. Mm. And so, yeah, I have done um, a couple of days cross training per week through this injury. But the one thing that I've done consistently, uh, like at least five times, a week, probably more than five times a week really, is Pilates. And I know that it kind of sounds like I'm just sort of trying to spruik it, but honestly, like that's that's been my main sort of form of exercise. And it's interesting, and I find it really interesting because you'd expect that coming back from an injury like that, you need to do sort of aerobic um, aerobic exercises to sort of help you, like I guess, develop your aerobic capacity. But um, I guess your body does have a memory, and and being strong, like through all your stabilizing muscles and and muscles in general, I think there's there's something in that. So yeah, like I was very much surprised. I haven't been cross-training the house down by any means. Um, but yeah, it was actually still, I mean, obviously far from what I want to be doing in a race, but it was still quite good. And yeah, I think I've got um, Pilates to credit that too. 
So lovely to hear. Obviously, I promise I didn't pay for her to say that. Yeah, I just know it. Straight from the heart. But also, you actually look beautiful to run. Obviously, I was literally running behind you. So I was getting some pretty good, you know, posterior angles and you looked fluid. You were like running above the <laughs> okay. ground. Okay. And I was like a little bit dirty because I was like, I've been doing heaps of running recently. This is my one time that I could maybe give Liz a little bit of a hot crack. And no, no, she was having a lovely time just slowly getting further and further ahead. Um, no, I, I did really enjoy it and I did um, give it a little kick towards the end. I wasn't doing any high fives. No zigzagging certainly no smiling as I approach the finish how is, is um well I want to hear about like how how is your your race on the way back you know because it was obviously like quite social so the way that this run goes it's a 14k run you go 7k out and direct turnaround around this like really muddy u-turn I see Alice like cuts, cuts oh yeah I felt like I was like my standout portion of that race was the u-turn so many people would have slipped around there but Alice is like very efficient <laughs> <laughs> and also incredibly competitive. So that's like a time when you can make up like probably 10 to 15 metres very quickly on someone mm. if you're really quick on the U-turn. I basically heard it a whole lot of bushes and the cone. You actually, yeah, <laughs> and the cone. And then very as, agile. As I approached you, you're like, trust you to do that sort of a move. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just capitalising on my uh, my very small portion of race skills. I did. I've had a, I've had a fall on um, slippery mud once before, so I'm extra cautious. So I took a really, really wide turn around and I think I lost a lot of ground in a few places. Yeah, no, you made that up pretty quick. Um, but the cool thing about that, and I think one of the unique things about um, that run in particular is because it is out and back, you see every single competitor. So yeah. all the people that are like in front and behind, you get to see them um, because it is literally a hairpin turn. Um, and especially being like some of the girls up the front, it's it's pretty remarkable too, don't you think, like how everyone is um, cheering you on and really excited and, you know, you can really like connect with everybody that's in the race. Yeah, yeah, you still see everyone. And there is a lot of people that you meet online, but because the platform is very much, I guess, on the World Wide Web, it, you don't actually see people face-to-face very often. So actually see some of the people that are sort of Melbourne-based, Victoria-based, even interstate, actually doing the same race as you. And they're sort of shouting out, um, most of them call me AB, which is which is really lovely. Yeah, yeah. And I love, that was actually brilliant. There's so many big smiles and... Yeah, they so many people that are on the Pilates platform too, which is cool. Yeah, I actually did. I must say, probably the highlight of that weekend. One of them was actually seeing a group, a little cluster of people doing a pre-run activation, and I could tell they'd done the standing one that I'd sort of um, put out earlier in the week too, because it was, knew it was going to be wet, cold, muddy, windy, which it was. And so they're just doing a standing little activation set, and they sort of waved. And I sort of had this little moment of like, oh my God, you're doing it. That's fantastic. It made my day. It's so um, good. And it does make a difference as well. It does. It really does. Yeah, it is hard because like some of my favourite um, like pre-run activations, they are the lying down one, like single like hip bridges and all that. But it is really hard obviously to do it when you're in at the start line. So it is really cool that you've got those options as well for the standing activation. Because, if you know, if you're stuck in your little routine, it's pretty hard to know what to do. So... And we're pretty lucky because we had Brooks though as well. And so we could have actually done a little bit in the tent. We sort of weren't sure what we were going to be allowed to do and what sort of space we had. But they were fantastic. We sort of welcomed us with open arms. They had like a little merch tent going on and um, plenty of snacks and good air. And dry clothes for us afterwards as well. We were completely drenched and I didn't even bring like spare clothes. So we stayed down there for two nights, three days. Didn't even bring a spare like sports bra or shorts or anything Brooks sorted us out <laughs> so completely drenched it was raining right from the point of us standing on the start line which was actually pretty great because we started when I said that we weren't actually going to be racing very hard we literally went straight to the front and we're starting to Steve Monaghetti um, so I feel like from that point in time chatting to him I feel like we knew that we probably weren't going to hold back as much as what we should have but having said that it was wet it was miserable but we did go in the ocean afterwards just to clean off all the mud and that you was said fantastic we? 
we, I put my ankles in. Actually, I got it up to my knees. Alice, I think it must have been about, it was definitely less than 10 degrees, pouring with rain. We're freezing cold. Alice goes completely under. <laughs> it was actually quite good because my quads were absolutely cooked by the end of it. They said it wasn't hilly, but I don't do many hills. So my quads got absolutely cooked by the um, the eccentric load and the descent of the downhill coming home. Mm. So I was actually in a bit of trouble. You know when people like try and... Um, get you to do something after an event and you actually your brain wants you to do it but your body's like no yeah. so the cold water actually sorted me out it's literally straight away so it's good in there yeah it's actually um magic cure so we've been talking about the 14k that we did there's so many other events that went on there was a 6k that ha- that happened earlier in the day and then so this is on the saturday then on the sunday they had the 23k and the 45k events and i think i'm 60 and the 60k trail yeah. race, actually, to be honest, there's actually a lot more. There's also a 12k trail race as well. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what else, but the two, um, the two main road races. One of them, so the 45k starts in Lawn, finishes in Apollo Bay. So logistically, it is quite challenging. Um, but I think the one that takes the cake is the 23k. So it starts at Kennet River, which is pretty much halfway from Lawn to Apollo Bay. But the issue there is that you can't you can't stay there because it's not really that much accommodation. Um, so everyone has to get on a bus at 5.30 in the morning, get to Kennet River and then sort of hang around in the cold. It feels like the middle of winter um, and then do the pre-run activation with us and and then start the race at 8 o'clock. So there's quite a lot that goes into it. So there was quite a bit of dead time. So the idea was that everyone sort of arrives in the dark. It was rainy. It was cold. And they'd been sort of standing around waiting for everyone else to sort of amalgamate towards the the start line and you know there was really good energy so we got given a pretty awesome opportunity which was to do basically a pre-run activation for everyone and get them really amped get them really warm and get them race ready and also just a little bit of distraction too because there was like a little bit of standing around people having their snacks and doing a few token stretches but uh it was actually great so probably the highlight of that whole event is we got this little face <laughs> mic i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> alice just wants to be like britney spears oh, if, like if you wear a face mask um face uh, microphone <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much like done. I can retire now. I know. We had to do a pre-run activation, but really we just wanted to do some sort of synchronized dance on stage. I know. Yeah. Like some sort of move to toxic. But we we (laughs) sort of did, I guess, in a way. Um, We had a very small stage. It was really small and quiet. I think we only had one near fall, maybe two, but everyone sort of loved it. And we actually had a few guys. We had the plan was to get up on stage get some really key activation moves. We had to change the routine because we didn't want to do anything lateral in case we fell off the stage, mm-hmm. um, which is fair enough. But we did get some really, really nice, some high knees, some, you know, jazz hands. We got some squats. We got some pulses. We got some hip openers, thoracic rotation. We sort of went through that whole gamut of uh, pre-run activation. And then we sort of like, cool, wound it up. And then Emma, one of the Brooks uh, team, came up and said, well, you guys want to go again? <laughs> people want more. So then we literally did a whole just like <laughs> segment of just improv. Basically dance moves. Basically well, dance when moves. it was coming from me, it was probably dance moves. <laughs> yeah, which I feel like people very much appreciate, to be honest. And to be honest, the second round when we did go again, that's when people actually really did get involved. So it sort of had a little bit of a, a taste, having a little look in the first round. By the second round, they were like, yeah, we can get on board this. So yeah, there was... Yeah. um. It was actually, yeah, uh, there was people there in their dressing gowns, people there just really, really pretty much looks like they've rolled out of bed. Yeah, that's true, actually. And one of the really good things about this is that people seem to buy, you know, just like puffer jackets from Kmart or dressing gowns and then they they just have them on until the start Mm -hmm. uh, of the race and then they leave them at the start line and everyone, like the race organisers, collect it and donate it to charity. Yeah, it's actually a great concept because there's yeah. no way logistically if you're starting one place and ending another to try and get back there. It's um, And they close the roads down. Like that's another thing. 
we actually had a really cool bus ride. So we literally chased the entire race from Kennet River to Apollo Bay. So we were sort of in the bus, just watching all of the runners sort of chasing up the tail, giving a friend a little beep or whatever so that they could move to the side. Um, and it was so windy and it was it so was hilly. Incredibly tough conditions because it was, I think it was raining at some points through the race, massive headwind the whole way. Cause obviously you're going from like A to B. So if you've got a headwind, you've got it the whole way. Super hilly, super challenging. And do you know what I was really surprised about? The amount of people that ran with headphones. So that's not a f- concept that's familiar to me. Like if you're in a race, you kind of want to have your wits about you, want to hear your breathing, your foot strike, etc. Um, But so many people have headphones. I kind of that's really wanted true. to know what people were listening to. Was it music? Was it podcast? Um, yeah, probably a bit of both. Yeah, so because we were trying to get past people and the, the our little car driver was beeping his horn but no one was listening because they they had headphones their yeah headwind. so I think it took us about an hour and 50 minutes to drive the 23k course for that for that reason yeah, it was a massive event yeah and then getting to the start line and seeing everyone coming through and Tim Crosby was there and he was there for nearly all the events that I saw doing an incredible job of just being the MC and just sort of welcoming the runners back into their their home ground. And Somehow knows everybody, knows yeah, how to everybody. call out all the runners. It's actually a real skill and he was actually a standout. I heard a runner actually walk past and say, the real MVP of this event is the guy on the mic, which is oh. pretty true. Um, yeah, That's remarkable good. job. But a lot of people did the the 23K because obviously our the, the race that we did, the 14K is on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who did that then also backed up and did the 23K the following day on the Sunday, just as a long run. And I think the winner of the 14K also won the – uh, Brooks athlete won the 23k the next day as well okay. and got the course record and looked pretty fresh by yep. the end to be honest he yeah. was not in trouble at all it was yeah. someone actually did ask me and they're like will we see you tomorrow like racing and I was like what no a double no absolutely not tomorrow's a full rest day, full rest day. going out for brunch <laughs> lots of snacks <laughs> that's literally on the cards and no that was a really nice um event for a and we've got a few more on the cards coming up too as our U.S. trip approaches mm. and is somewhat delayed it was supposed to be a little bit earlier but we've been pushed back by the u.s consulate which is kind of good because now we get to cram in lots more events in australia it's actually so worked out really well first of all well, first up is a centennial park in city uh-huh. really then, looking forward to that we've got a really nice sydney crew that i'm really excited to meet in person yeah then melbourne melbourne obviously then hometown, hometown uh then probably the gold coast uh-huh. so probably i think it's more than likely I think um, we, we want to make the Gold Coast Marathon Festival a part of it. Mm-hmm. I think we both want to uh, – am I correct in saying that we both want to run the half? Well, yeah, I, I look, I, I'm tossing up between the half and the 10. I'd actually love everyone's opinion on this. There are two options for me, 10K to try and pick up a bit of speed or the half because I've never, ever done one. So that will be my debut and, um, and that means that's a few more miles in the legs. Yeah, a few more. And to be honest, I, we all know you want to go further, longer. <laughs> I think I think you're definitely going to be in the half marathon. I think it's a really great debut. From what I've heard, it's a really great course, really nice um, day for it in general. And then what we'll hopefully do is chase that with a post-run pre-pub active mobility session, which will hopefully be some drinks, some stretching, some activations for anyone that's up there. So if you are going to the Gold Coast Marathon, stay tuned for that one. It'll be a really good time. Yeah, I reckon it'll probably double. What do you think? Double uh, the afternoon. It'll be the afternoon post half marathon and also the night before the actual marathon. Mm -hmm. So promise there'll be no like extended planks or like glute (laughs) exercises. It'll be just post-run mobility slash pre-run activation um, mobility as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And it'll probably, yeah, it'll double down. So if you are doing the marathon the day, 
after, it'll be a really nice little tune-up. And if you have done the Gold Coast half, I reckon it'll be a really nice little recovery session. Because if you like me after the 14K, you actually do need to do some mobility or else you're going to really struggle on the stairs. Mm, I'm just super excited to go to the Gold Coast, to be honest. It's been absolutely freezing in Melbourne. <laughs> the other day, I, I decided I need a beanie in every single colour. I have a green one, I have a brown one, uh, purple one, but I was like, I don't actually have a blue one. So I went online to try and get it. Decided I like this fisherman beanie style. And um, all of it is fantastic. (laughs) It's probably the best thing I've ever heard. I'm absolutely devastated, mortified, all of the above. Because I was like, yep, found the perfect. Alicia scoured the internet, found the perfect blue beanie and um, ordered it. And then I realised, just as I, like, the order accepted, I realised it's a ponytail beanie. It hasn't attached. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a, a hole for your ponytail to go through, I believe. I don't know. I didn't realise. They didn't show the whole beanie. Well, if you look at the imagery, it's got like a full horse's tail hanging out the back. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So that's what it sounds like to look forward to. But then as soon as I did it, I was just, I realised that the, like literally the, the whole website is called Ponytail Beanies. That's actually the name of the website. So the first thing I did was well, try and like retract the payment didn't allow it so then I sent an email immediately just being like hi I just I just put in an order about two minutes ago can I please cancel it can I please cancel it and then I got these emails back saying like could not like um the address is not, not valid, valid. Yeah. we can't do it and I was like I take uh, it back you just got to commit and actually wear the ponytail but if anyone has a pull of a ponytail baby <laughs> I feel like it's you you've got I'm some pretty quirky running styles devastating result um, um, and if we can just paint a visual here Lissy's just nabbed herself a pair of St Patrick's Day green Brooks tights which are Emerald green with sort of a pastel green four-leaf clover completely covered in them. Teamed with a mustard top. It's a winner. It's an absolute winner. And the reason I got them was because um, we're at the Brooks Warehouse earlier and they just couldn't get rid of them quick enough. So <laughs> no one wants them. They weren't accepted as next year's um, merch. So no, they were uh, Please take them. They were canned from the list and Lucy thought, that's that's got my name on it. Mm, they're actually a little bit baggy yeah. around the waist. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Anyway. Um, so yeah, let's just say like style is not going to be my, um, my thing for the upcoming winter months. If we're going to pair the ponytail beanie with these. Mind you, you've done an incredible job of some of the graphic design and the creative direction of, uh, the in real life events that we've got oh, coming up. That's a really cool thing too. We've got bands. Yes, we do have bands. So, uh, the classic glute band, so light, medium, and the tough, the tough is very tough, which is actually really good for squats. And uh, Lissy's been in control of that merchandise and you're pretty happy with them. Yeah, but I feel like the, to be honest, in terms of Pilates bands, I actually, I'm more of a fan of the lighter ones. So if I was to go for it, I I would always go the lighter one and not just because that's the softest option, but also because I feel like you can still do the movement really well. And so for me, I'd prefer to sort of get like the range and the, the movement rather than a really like tough kind of work in. Yeah, I would sense. agree. Like rather than actually forcing yourself to do poor technique and recruiting the global muscles that you actually don't want to activate, you're better off with a lighter, higher rep for sure. Yeah, but I did I did actually did a lot of research into them because we I've only ever had, you know, those like stretchy kind of silicon rubber bands. Um and that's been fine. I didn't didn't really think anything of it, but um, but when I actually like tried some of them, the fabric brands are great because they actually like stay in place because they've got these little rubber bits on the back. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Highly recommend. Yeah, attention to detail is never lost. All those little bits and pieces. And I love that about you because I'm just like, where's the Pilates? Let me at the mat. All those good. things go by the wayside. It's good. We can stay in our lanes. <laughs> so what's next anyway? Uh, next is the US, obviously, as the long term. 
yeah, when I say long term, uh, we've actually locked down some flights on July the 8th. So we'll be in summer again from July 9th, which is super exciting, landing in California, to actually directly into Hollywood. Because <laughs> why not? It can seem like a good thing to do. That's where we belong, surely. And um, from there, heading up to San Fran and then hopefully across to the East Coast. Basically, well. just to do Pilates in as many cool locations as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the goal. That is the goal. And Stop we are um, watching Lisa, who is over there at the moment, and she's doing a cracking job of doing Pilates in these really beautiful remote wilderness locations like Yosemite National Park and through these beautiful, like Alice Lake in Canada. She's had some beautiful ones in the Utah desert, and um, that's very inspiring. And I feel like we can we can try and follow suit. Yeah, yeah, it's been really impressive um, to follow everything that she's been doing, really. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool, especially that van. And in the nearer future, we do have those in real life Pilates events coming up, and we do actually have a run event planned with our mate Dave from Northside Physio. So watch the space. Yeah, that'd be a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough for us. All right, sounds good. <laughs> See you later. See you next time. Next time.